I did. Okay. I did. <laughs> but but it looked like I saw you stop and start the recording over again if I saw that right. <laughs> I didn't restart it. No, I didn't restart it. But when I hit the I, I hit the record button and the music started on my end, and all I could think was, did I share the sound? Don't yeah. <laughs> well, it did take a minute on my end, but that could be just my <laughs> end. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, so it sounded great on my end. I don't know about y'all, but I, I mean, I had the music on my end and I guess that's all that matters. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so we are, well, we if are, we're recording off of your end, I guess that's all that really matters anyway. Yep. Yep. That's, that's good. So we're all good. We're all good. Okay. So we're back. We are back here with episode season five, episode seven issue issue. It's like, it's a comic book or something. <laughs> <laughs> number 55 so we continue to wow. we continue to uh to add to them so here at the fusion underground for those who don't know we might be enjoying we've had some first-time listeners as a matter of fact we yeah. have had we have had some first-time listeners yeah i mean our numbers on youtube are going up and our numbers across um, I know I, I've seen that our numbers on the downloads on the audio version have have gone up and I've noticed that more people are finding the Facebook page because I keep getting notifications saying that people are finding it more so than I have. So that's awesome. So if you're new to the Fusion Underground. That's fantastic. Yeah. Here what here at the Fusion Underground, what we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principled discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives as always. I'm your host, Manuel Ramirez, and I'm joined in the virtual studio, as always, by the one, the only, my brother, Jason Moret. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Very good. Okay. We, we, are, we are operating with a handicap this evening. You know how they have those levels of difficulty yes. in gymnastics or in diving or things like that. Um, we are operating at a little a disadvantage. Um, because, well, our internet is screwed up. That's how we roll here. Yeah, something's jacked up. And I'm, I'm going to say it's all, it's Flagstaff's internet provider. That's my fault. It's got to be. So sorry, everybody out there, but uh, Flagstaff internet sucks. Well, you know, it is the Soviet Socialist Republic of Flagstaff. So it wouldn't right. make sense that you have shitty, uh, shitty internet speeds up there. So yep. we're, we, we've got it. about a five second delay from when I stop talking to the time Jason <laughs> hears me. Yeah. Or vice versa, actually. Right, vice versa <laughs> on, on his side. 
So uh, that makes it for a little bit, a little interesting. So if at any point during the show, I stop and there's a pause before Jason starts speaking, you'll know why. That's why, because we, we, our normal sync is out of sunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it is a bit out of, out of sunk there. So I'm going to turn that back off. So um, we're, we're doing something a little bit different tonight. Um, we, I mean, we're, we always have different topics, but what we're going to do tonight is we're actually, well, we're going to talk about the stupid crap in the media. And there's a lot of it. All right. That sounds yeah. awesome. So there, there's a lot of, there stuff. is a lot of it. There's a lot of it. So we're going to talk about this in terms of, um, how do I want to say? I think in terms of how you consume media, because media permeates all areas of our life now. And you have to, you kind of have to approach media, well, in a, you know, in a humorous way, because if you don't, you would be sucked in, you become sucked in and you just, uh, you know, it, you then start questioning your your whole life and, and existence. I'm going to play something here. Um, I'm going to share something with you. I thought this was, I thought this was hysterical. This is one of those, uh, one of those good old palate cleansers that, that uh, we used to do. So I'm going to share this little, I'm not going to do that one. I got to get it all set up here. See, bear with. we need a snurdly. We don't have a snurdly. <laughs> And we really need a snurdly, somebody who can cue all this we stuff up producer for us. so bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> we try to do this all on our own. And you know what? Oh. Well, um, we suck at it. Is really Call for help. <laughs> Call for help. Anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a... Anybody, this is, come help us. <laughs> right. This is Irish yoga. This is Irish yoga. I have no idea how this is going to come across on your end. What's, pro what's going to be really funny is you're probably going to hear me laugh. And then like two seconds later, three seconds later, you're probably going to hear Jason laugh over the exact same thing because of the delay. But anyway, this is, uh, <laughs> this is still pretty funny. So I'm going to, this is Namaste Irish yoga. I hope I'm sorry. Am I sharing sound? I better, hold on. Yes. Well, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I, it hasn't come across yet. So let's let's see. All right. All right. I was. I had to check. I had to check to see if we were showing sound. All right. Here we go. Hello. Namaste, fuckers. I'm Claire. Um, I will thank the hell out of me for April Fives. So I'm gonna have to drink just to relax a little bit today. Oh, sweet juice of Jesus. These are great because no one knows what the hell you're putting in it. Healthy people like to make a green drink with kale or spirulina, but I like to use green skittles. Okay, on the inhale, take your arms up. On the exhale, I just want you to let go of anything you've been holding on to and just go and just say whatever it is you need to let go. Inhale, oh, I've forgotten this sequence already. Okay, move into uh, Chaturanga, did you in the asana? All right, I don't know why I'm even planking. I've not even got abs. Okay, let's move into warrior one. Oh, Lord, please don't let me shit myself. Oh, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Hello, namaste, fuckers. <laughs> namaste, fuckers. Oh, my God. I love it.
You're trying to kill me. Namaste, fuckers. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Oh, that was yeah, perfect. I got a, I got a, I got a good awesome. kick out of that one. I got a kick out of that one. Um, oh, that was good. You caught me right when yeah. I was trying to take a drink. Right yeah. at the beginning. I wasn't. I was ready for a big punchline at the end, but not right off the bat. So. <clears throat> yeah, it was it, good stuff. Good stuff. So I don't know. I, I don't know if by the time you were all here, by the time you're hearing this, um, well, it might be Mad Max. It might be, we might be living in Mad Max and you probably won't even be able to hear this. So who knows? There is a, uh, apparently there is a massive <laughs> gasoline shortage hitting the East Coast. Have you heard about this? The, the, so you probably haven't heard. No. So um, I knew gas prices were going up all over the place, but I didn't hear about a gasoline shortage. Right, right. There's a there's a gasoline gasoline shortage hitting the entire East Coast right now because hackers took over a pipeline. Now, y'all remember when Biden took office? Some hackers, computer hackers, they oh, shut hackers. down a gotcha. they shut down mm -hmm. they shut down an entire pipeline that services the East Coast of the country. Now, remember when Biden took office, he shut down the, the Keystone pipeline. We don't need it. We're now less than 100 days into or after 100 days or so of the Biden administration. And now we are facing a massive gas shortage. This is all over Twitter right now. This is all over Twitter where people are, have been posting videos um, and pictures of their local gas stations on the East Coast from as well, from what I've been able to see as far south as North Carolina, all the way up through Maine, where uh, gas stations are shutting down, prices are starting to spike. And people are tweeting out if you're going to get if you, you know, if you're driving, if you're living on the East Coast, and you drive a car, go get gasoline tomorrow, because nobody knows if they're going to be able to have gasoline shipped because the pipeline is down. Um, and that's that's quite a remarkable that that's quite a remarkable thing if you if you uh, if you think about it. What's what's more remarkable is the question was brought up today uh, to the Biden administration, and um, and their their response was well, I thought it was pretty disgraceful. I'm gonna I'm gonna share the the response. This was from a um, I'm just gonna do the sound here. But this was at, from the White House during a press conference, during one of the press conferences today. And, and so listen here to this exchange. This was quite extraordinary. Has Colonial paid any ransom and has there been any advice on that? And so Colonial, just for the listeners at home, if you're not aware, Colonial is the company that runs and operates this pipeline. And um, secondly, um, is there any timeline for when Americans should be certain that this is going to be taken care of? Are people getting ready. Memorial Day is not that far away, and we're everyone's concerned about their gas prices. Uh, what, what's the timeline and when this thing is going to be under control? Absolutely. I'll speak to the first, and then I'll turn it to my colleague Liz for the second. So first, we recognize that victims of cyber attacks often face a very difficult situation, and they have to just balance often the cost-benefit when they have no choice with regard to paying a ransom. Colonial is a private company, and we'll defer um, information regarding their decision on paying a ransom to them.
Did you, would the, the administration offer any advice on whether or not to pay a ransom? So typically that is a private sector decision and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall. This is egregious. This, this is absolutely egregious. What? So, what? Yeah. So the hackers took over the pipeline and they basically shut it down and say, and, and, and what they're saying is they're, the, the reporter's asking, has there been a ransom here? Because there, it's a very common for hackers to take something over and then just say, give us $50 million or you don't get to have your, your pipeline or your, whatever your company back. And here's the White House basically saying, and eh, we don't know if there's a ransom, but even if there is, well, that's a private affair. We're not going to be involved. And where I find this egregious is I find the, it egregious the, the because- The reporter didn't- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, the, the, the reporter didn't ask if there was a ransom. The reporter specifically asked if any ransom has been paid, which tells me right. just as a listener and an a slightly intuitive individual, obviously there was a ransom. You want your pipeline back? You want the American people to have gasoline? You pay us X amount of dollars. They wanted to, and the question was, has any ransom been paid? Which tells me that there's ransom already out there. And the fact that she's actually ducking that question, which is a yes or no question. Has there been ransom money paid? Yes or no. That is, that's all there is to it. The fact that she won't give a yes or no answer means I don't want to answer that question. And the fact that she's diverting it to a, that's a private sector issue on whether or not a private company wants to pay money is absolutely outlandish. Since when is that a position of the United States government to pay ransom, period? That's insanity. Well, well, we just because he asked the question, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say, I don't know if a ransom has been posted or not. I, I mean, th that would be like saying, well, have you taken a shit today or not? Um, and if you just by asking me that question, then the assumption might be, well, you have taken a shit today or not, or, you know, but whatever, we know that there's possibility of a ransom and he's just asking, has a ransom been paid? Maybe the, maybe the question is maybe a ransom hasn't been asked for, hasn't been posted. And maybe they just went above and beyond and decided to offer a ransom or pay one. But that's not, that's neither here, here nor there. The problem that I have with this is really that the fact that you have hackers who took over pipeline. These hackers now have become international terrorists by doing this. Well, international if they're overseas, but they've, they've become terrorists by doing this. They're holding a huge chunk, at least a third of the country hostage right now by their actions. So by all, by all intents and purposes, they are terrorists. And you have the Biden administration. I don't give a crap if it's a private company or not. If if uh, terrorists rolled in and detonated a bomb inside of a mall, that's not government owned, but that still would be an act of terrorism that would justify the federal government's involvement to protect the federal government, to protect the the country and the people that reside in it from terrorist threats and additional terrorist attacks. You have a terrorist situation on our hands right now in the form of cyber warfare, a cyber attack. And the Biden administration is basically saying, eh, it's a private matter. 
we're out of it. No, this is a national security, uh, a national security issue at stake here. This isn't just some McDonald's who got hacked. This is legitimately a, a hack, a cyber attack that affects a third of the country and is basically ready to shut down now a third of the entire East Coast of the United States. Well, right. And, and that's a natural resource. It's not a public or a private commodity necessarily. Is it a private company that, that handles that resource? Yes. But that's like saying, I mean, what if um, somebody hacked in and shut down the Hoover Dam, which generates um, a good 80% of the electricity for California and a handful of other states out here in the West? Would that just be a private matter? Hell no. At least not under any other administration. But to me, that sounds like a big hands off, washing the hands. Ah, nothing to see here. I don't want to have anything to do with that because if I have to make a decision um, that is anything more grandiose than whether or not to wear a mask or not wear a mask and take it off or forget where I put it today, um, I'm my head might explode. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna see what what happens. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this if this drags on a few more days. I wouldn't be surprised if we start diverting oil um, from the West Coast to the East Coast, which could this could cause gas prices all across the country to spike. Uh, so, you know, hang in there. Things are, uh, you know, things are getting worse. Things are actually getting worse. You know, over the weekend, I saw I was reading an article about uh, from different financial organizations, Bank of America, Charles Schwab uh, and a few others. And latest economic reports are showing that we are entering into a time of hyperinflation. Americans have no concept yes. of what is of what this means for their for their pocketbook, of what this means for their purchasing power. None whatsoever. They have zero idea. And the graphs that these that these um, that were based on these reports. We're showing infl hyperinflation to as much as 800%. Think about that, 800%. Now, of course, it's not all prices increasing by 800%, but when you have, when you have inflation that is approaching 800%, that means so many things that you buy in the economy are increasing by leaps and bounds. In the same report, they were talking about grocery stores and how food prices are staggeringly going up and going to the moon basically now. Uh, if, you, if, you sh if you've shopped at the grocery store over the last few months and you've compared prices to some of the things that you normally buy, you've probably noticed a massive jump in prices. So we're not even, what concerns me about this is we're not even six months in to the Biden administration we're entering into a period of hyperinflation. Uh, a few weeks ago, Biden called for $6 trillion in spending. And because, and then we had the jobs report come out last right, week, right. which was supposed to be economists were predicting a million plus jobs. And it turned out that it was only about 300,000 jobs created. And so that sent the markets reeling for a few hours. And the Biden administration is scrambling because nobody knows what the hell is going on, nor do they know what to do. And now because of that terrible jobs report, 
because of the hyperinflation activity that these financials that the financial sector is reporting over the weekend, the Biden administration is scrambling. And so now rumor on the street is Biden is going to come out asking for even more money to spend uh, trillions on top of the six trillion that he's already called for. I mean, we're we're gonna we're we're getting ready here to to floor the gas pedal on inflation. I and mean, we're going from hyper speed to ludicrous speed. And the only thing that exists after that is plaid. And we are we are flying in terms of hyperinflation. Uh, and I, I hate, we're six months in. We're not even we're not even six months in. I hate to I hate to see what this country is gonna look like in three years. Well, the problem is most people really grasp what that means for them on a day-to-day basis. You know, you talk to people about the national debt and it's that's so far removed from their normal day-to-day thinking that they can't really grasp what that even means. When when you talk about the inflation of the dollar um, I'm, and what that does to the value of the dollar and devaluing the dollar, people really don't they don't really grasp the concept of what that even means to them on a daily basis. If I say that a gallon of milk is likely going to cost you about $12 at the grocery store, possibly by this same time next year. I mean, that sounds that actually they understand, but it sounds so ludicrous. They can't wrap their head around it. So the answer, instead of actually hyperinflation, like what we're doing and more spending the go back to answer that the left always has was just inject more money into the into the economy and you can't do that and fix an inflation problem you add to it and so instead of um actually looking at addressing the issue we're just going to throw more money onto the debt and who knows maybe we'll get another another stimulus check that just shows up in the mail don't get me wrong that's always nice but guess what a thousand dollar stimulus check cost me twenty thousand dollars in 10 years and that goes up exponentially every six months that you inflate artificially the economy i mean this is what uh, uh, economists are talking about right now is good god for the love of god buy gold and silver because the, the dollar is going to crap and you talk about those those guys backpedaling about a jobs report well they just spiked the football on creating all these millions of jobs but you ask them how they did it they've got no answer for it because they didn't do anything to do that that was already happening before they friggin' took office. So yeah, how are you going to fix it? Well, the only thing we know to do is to sign another $5 trillion in frickin' debt to ourselves, and we'll just send out checks to people. That should fix the problem, right? It made everybody happy for six months. Why would that not work in perpetuity? You dumbasses. And this is the problem with the this is the problem with the media. And this is why I wanted to kind of do a show where we just an episode where we just talk about. The, the stupidity of, of media and, and how, um, how things are framed. Because you know as well as I do that if, if Trump had won re-election right now and all of this were happening under, under Trump, the media would be just flames on the side of my face. They would be massively incensed calling for his head <laughs> on a spike there would probably be new articles of impeachment drawn up in the House, and the Democrats would parade like they did the first time from the House into the Senate, reverently carrying 
the articles of impeachment cloaked in their righteous indignation of mm-hmm. of dear leader Trump. You know that would be happening. And right now, nobody's talking about the hyperinflation. Nobody's talking about nobody's talking about this gas shortage no. and laying it at the feet of, nope. of Biden. Nope. Hell, the, the media is not even talking about the the Keystone pipeline and the permits that Biden pulled from from drilling and all of that as saying, well, why don't you reinstate that? So we I mean, yeah, it's not going to help us short term, but it would certainly help to shore up our oil reserves for long term. But nobody's talking about that in the media. No, no, you you have to look, excuse me, at media like a used car salesman trying to sell you a busted Yugo. Because it's not about what you, the consumer, the customer wants. It's about what they need to offload. What they need you to walk out buying and feeling really good about yourself. And so they want you to come in and buy the gremlin and go show it off to your friend and tell them where you got it and that it's awesome and convince them of that. So they want you to actually look at what's happening right now and blame everything wrong like oh i don't know the biggest immigration crisis this country has ever seen and say it's just a situation and if it's out of control that's probably trump's fault are you freaking kidding me you told them all to come over here that you would grant them amnesty and give them jobs and food and water and money in perpetuity and free health care and then you go, huh, I wonder why we got a lot of people coming over the border. These poor people, we should do something for them. It's not my fault. It's, it's the situation. It's just a situation. And we've got to deal with it with humanity and compassion. And you're still putting them in the same rusty busted cages that you are getting pissed about that actually got rid of after Obama instituted that. But that's okay. That's another situation. And then... You really want me to believe the used car salesman, I'm sorry, excuse me, the mass media like CNN and MSNBC to tell me, no, 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 it's not like that. It's not a busted Yugo. It's vintage. So here's an example. Here's an example of how the media is just um, disgraceful. So I'm going to, I don't know if, if people will remember this. But uh, this was this was an article that was published back in August of 2018, and as you can see, Melania Trump shovels dirt in stilettos, achieves peak Melania Trump. This is not a flattering headline for Melania Trump. And we understand that the, the the press despised Melania Trump. They despised her immigrant status. They despised her ability to speak what is it eight languages or however many it is certainly more than three, um, they despise the fact that she was able to be a successful model and started successful businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then of course, she's beautiful, and then she married Trump. And so they couldn't understand that, and so they despised her, they hated her. So this is one example. You're, I don't remember if you remember that. Melania Trump shovels dirt in stilettos, I, yeah. achieves peak Melania Trump. Here was another one from Team Vogue. Teen Vogue wrote, Melania Trump wore high heels to garden at the White House. Perfect shoes, 
for a day of landscaping Zoe Weiner. Okay. And then, and of uh -huh. course, Teen Vogue also hated Melania Trump. Let's, Let's not flip the that. coin. Of course, and then this one was from L. Of course, Melania brought a golden shovel and Louboutins to a, to plant a tree. Again, not a very favorable article. But of course, we now have a new first lady who also wore high heels mm -hmm. to shovel dirt. Watch, first lady Jill Biden plants a new tree outside the White House in celebration of Arbor Day. Who doesn't plant trees in high heels? It's very subtle, but there's a very slight, you can tell that there's a very slight approval of Jill Biden wearing high heels versus Melania Trump wearing high heels. There's a sense, and if you read the articles, the articles are very, the other articles that I shared about Melania Trump are very scathing against Melania and, and basically criticizing her. Mm -hmm. How dare she? She lives in this ivory tower. She's so full of privilege that of course she wore high heels to go shovel dirt. She can't wear normal um, Timberlands like Kamala Harris does. So she wore these high heels. And this article about from ABC News, of course, is praising Jill Biden for you know, going out there as the lady that she is in her high heels. And this is the kind of disparity that exists in the media. Well, and ABC, I think, recognized that hypocrisy early on in putting this out there. And that's exactly what that was. That was to um address that prior to it becoming an attack like you know what the hell you guys were out there bitching and moaning about melania where's the disparaging you know yeah. where's the difference so yeah that's exactly what that was and they're not dumb they know they do it i mean it's it's not uh, by accident it's by design and i mean you almost have to laugh at the idiocracy of it anymore that anybody takes any of these um organizations seriously So, and you know, I just had to play that just to show. I look at NBC. Sorry. Sorry. I look at NBC and I look at CNN just like I looked at um, the guy selling OxyClean. What was his name? Billy Mays. I mean, they're salesmen on TV. That's what they are. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. Um, now, now take a look. So let's shift gears a little bit and, and let's just talk about the insanity of just Americans, I guess, because I don't get a lot of insanity okay. from other countries. I'm sure other countries have their insane people just as much as the Americans do. You know, it's not, you know, Americans, there are some Americans that think, oh, we're just absurd because, you know, nothing like this ever happens in other countries. No, the same kind of bullshit happens in other countries. You just don't see it because you don't have a bird's eye view. Right. Of we what's live going in this. In we live here so of course we see all the crazy that's here just like italians yeah. see all the crazy that happens in italy so this is where we are yeah. i this don't see all the happens. crazy that happens in your backyard right but i know what happens in mine right so take a look at this you know just check out this video here it's, it's not long it's 27 seconds but um this is just remarkable Pfizer, two shots Fully vaccinated. Oh, that's right. I'd like to see COVID try. Come at me, bro. Come at me. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh. Two shots. 
too fast, too furious. I'm unstoppable. Come up against these guns, baby. Come up against these guns. I, I'm sorry. That's not a, the delay. I'm genuinely brain delayed. I don't know how to react to that. Um, Why do these people always do this kind of shit in their wow. bathrooms? Why is she in her bathroom doing this? Why? why? It's probably the, the cleanest room in her house. And it's got a clean backdrop. I don't know. <laughs> This is the insanity that we have reached. What possesses somebody to get on there and just make a fool of themselves? Well, now, I guess to be fair, the people would say the same thing about us. In the ridiculousness down here, 104,000 people have looked at that idiocracy. Oh, and I'm one of them. So who's the bigger insane person? I mean, the, the, the crazy chick jumping up on her toilet, uh, getting excited about a COVID vaccine. God help your miserable life. Or the 104,000 people that sat there in dumbfounded awe face looking at her getting excited about jumping on her toilet with her COVID vaccine. Oh, I believe that we're all making fun of her. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is pure entertainment here. Oh, I believe that too. Th this is pure entertainment. But... This is also seriousness on her part. I mean, I. You think I, so? Oh yeah, I think I think I, I think this is, dude. We're in clown. We're this is a full three ring circus that we're a part of, and the clowns are everywhere. There was a part of her that for that for a moment stopped and thought, "This is hysterical." Not only is it hysterical, but this is cool. So let me do it. Because everybody's talking no, no, about no, no, how no, no. cool it is to get the vaccine. No, no, no. I'm a clown. Yeah. I'm a I'm a clown. You know this. I know, I mean, everybody mm -hmm. knows this. I'm a clown. Never once when I'm doing goofy crap do I ever think this is cool. No, I'm being a total insane goofball for the sake of being a goofball, and that's the point. That's not being serious. Now I can take being a goofball very seriously, but that's different. That's still being a goofball. Right. But the fact that she's doing this in her bath, dude, she's hiding. She's hiding from whomever is in her house. This is why she's doing it in the back. She's embarrassed. If she were look, if if she were doing this in her living room out in the open of her house she would uh, then it would be it, it would speak more of being a goofball to me and doing this for for humor's sake but there would also be there would probably also be music it would be over the top but this is she's hiding in her bathroom which means there yeah there might be a goofiness to it but there's also a high degree of no, I'm really serious about what I'm saying here. I believe in all of this crap. Because she's hiding in her bathroom, for crying out loud. I, 
I can't, nobody, I can't nobody, believe that. There's no way she's serious. <laughs> like, <laughs> no way. Come on now. I mean, <laughs> she, she said, look at these guns for Christ's sakes. Nobody seriously says that. <laughs> Dude, women like her say that. that you, and you know, I'm right. Oh God. All right. So I, I have, I have something here. This is, I have something here for, for you. Um, I need your help in, in translating this. Okay. No, you don't No. Yes, I do. No, no, no. If you say yeah. you need my help in translating, that's no, you no, you don't. That's yeah. bad. This is, yes. this is bad. Yes, I do. So here it is. Are you ready? <laughs> what is solo poly? So let's 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 uh, let's figure this out. Well, this is a graphic, and it's got a woman. She's wearing what? What is the the hijab or whatever it's called? Brown woman wearing a hijab. Job. Yeah. Can we talk about the hook? Why? Why is there a hook? Why does she, her leg is is like a peg leg, but it's like it's, the hook that you would normally see on the hand of the pirate. Instead, this is on her leg. Hook. Why is why does her leg you can't have walk a hook? that way? I'm sorry that you just can't do that. And and how long is this <laughs> I mean, arm? Look how you're, long you're her bound, arm is. God for help this poor lady if she gets onto a carpet. Right. <laughs> well, look how long her arm is. It, it just the proportion here. I don't know who drew this. Okay, so what is solo poly? Solely poly. I don't know, but her head and, and upper body is very tiny. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't get over this hook. Solo, so this art of this, uh, I don't know what this is called, this little graphic here. Solo polyamory is a type of polyamorous configuration. Solo poly people tend to see their selves, their selves as their own primary. They usually have multiple separate or intertwined polyamorous dynamics. They are committed to their polyamorous relationships. They don't depend on the relationship escalator to express their commitment. I ask you again, what the F does any of this mean? You don't even know. See, <laughs> You don't even know what is a relationship I'm escalator. So confused. How, how do you depend? Do you wait, depend wait, wait, wait. on Here's your relationship the best part escalator? About this whole thing. This. I don't think it's so, but I mean, you you've got a flyer that its whole intention, theoretically, by the title, is to explain Mr. what explain. solo poly is, and. By all of the definitions listed here, it just says solo poly is a type of polyamorous configure. There's no definition or explanation in the whole fucking thing. So I'm more confused a... now, having read it, than I was before. But I can make a couple of, of inferences here. So polyamory. I know what polyamory is, and that is loving multiple people. So you... I thought they just call that. So I thought actually, that was well. No, that's fine. Okay. So I, you know, I did look at the definition of polyamory, and I'm just going to bring it up here. 
um, because it's, uh, I'm looking around for the cameras. I feel I have to be getting punked right now. <laughs> so polyamory is the practice of engaging <laughs> in multiple romantic and typically sexual relationships with the consent of all the people involved. I thought that was just called dating. I thought that's what that was. I thought it was just called or dating. Loose. Sure. Whatever. Right. But you know, it's, we have to have all kinds of critical sounding words. So polyamory. Okay, fine. I, I, so, I love the idea that, that we are so afraid of being lumped into a label or title. We actually create new and inventive labels and titles to actually to replace, replace right. what is already uh, just, yeah. but it means the exact same thing as before. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So polyamory, you're having multiple sexual romantic relations with people, with multiple people simultaneously. Okay. Three or four people, you're banging everybody. You're an orgy fiend. Right. You're just banging, you're banging whomever. Tuesday, I'm going to go bang at Jill's house, whatever. I don't know. Right. So you're, you're banging all these different people. Where does the solo part come in? I don't understand solo with respect to polyamory. Solo means un. I believe that that is an attempt to self-identify, which is where our culture seems to be going. So somebody who self-identifies as polyamorous, not um, aligning to any stereotypical relationship confines. So that would um, tend to go down to the last definition, which is that they don't depend on the traditional or uh, contemporary relationship escalators to express their commitment. So there's no uh, commitment to boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife, or there's no going steady. Um, there's none of that kind of commitment. You're full of shit. You're just... <laughs> Yes, but this this is what you hand me. You hand me a shit sandwich, and I'm sorry. I actually take at it, look at it, and put a little toothpick in it with an olive on top, and I go, there you go, and hand like, it back. That's my what job. The, what the hell? They usually have multiple separate or intertwined. If they're intertwined, aren't they still separate? I mean, you have you have separate threads that are intertwined, right? I mean, it, they're still... I don't, I don't know. They have multiple separate or intertwined polyamorous dynamics. What the hell does that even mean? They are committed to their polyamorous relationships. If they're committed, then where does the solo come into play? Because solo implied to me, solo implies you're self-identified like, committed. Are you sure? Solo means I, mean, I, I self-identified. No, I'm not sure. What what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you nuts? Listen, did you just read the same thing that I'm reading? Am I sure? Are you freaking? This whole thing tells me nobody is sure of anything other than they're committed to not be committed to anyone else. <laughs> Am I sure? I don't what the shit. I don't even think the person who wrote this understands what the hell they wrote relationship. I still don't know what a relationship escalator is and to express their, I, I don't know. I don't know, dude. 
a relationship escalator honestly to me that sounds like a, t- a title or label to define the relationship um it's it's not just dating or we're not you know boyfriend and girlfriend we're not going steady not engaged those are escalators to identify the relationship between two people at least that's the way i and and legitimately is i'm I'm actually trying to take a definition from that that would make sense to what i would call a relationship escalator just stop just but you're trying to actually just okay just just stop (laughs) you cannot you cannot rationalize any of that graphic None of this is rational behavior. (laughs) Dude, nothing nothing about any of this kind of crap is rational. The only thing that made sense was the hook on the leg. That's the only thing that made sense. She lost her leg. She needs to walk. She's got a hook. Okay, I get it. Why would you put a hook on your leg? That's retarded. (laughs) Good God. You could put a broomstick on her leg and it would make more sense than a hook. As I said, it was the only thing in the picture that made sense. <laughs> okay, so how about how about Ugh. this? This is the road that we're going on as a society. So we have to laugh about it. We just have to laugh about it. So there's this new infographic. I don't do you did you ever read the book The Giving Tree? It's a very sad, depressing book. Uh, child story. No, I don't think I have. Yeah, basically it's about this tree and this little boy. And the boy, as he grows up in different stages of his life, he comes back to the tree. And he asks the tree for things, you know, he's hungry and the tree gives him the apple and then he eventually falls in love. And so he carves the initials and a heart on the tree. Um, And then he needs to make a house because he has a baby. And so the tree lets him cut her down to make a house out of the wood. And then he comes and he's now an old man and there's just a stump. And so the tree lets him sit on the stump. It's a terrible, it's a, just a depressing, depressing story, but it's a children's story. Anyway, this is a new infographic using the artwork from The Giving Tree. And here it's got the tree, it's kind of bent over. It says inequality, unequal access to opportunities. And you can see there are two little boys here, mm-hmm. one reaching up and an apple's falling into his hands. And then the other boy, absolutely dumbfounded, clueless, standing on the other side of the tree where there's only three apples on that side of the tree where he's standing and he's got his hands up. And of course he's dumbfounded why apples are not falling into his hands because he's an idiot. Obviously he's an idiot because he could just move over here to this side. What? (laughs) (laughs) First thing I thought of in looking at this graphic was why doesn't he just move over where the tree's dropping apples? I mean that the right side of this tree has like, Two fruits, two maybe three. I think if you catch a yeah. little glimpse of the one up there, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously there's right. nothing over there to catch. You dumb right. dumb, scoot over. Hey, over here. Why, why don't you go over here and go? Oh, hey, I saw you caught an apple. Can I have? Can I have a bite? I mean, right. I. That's what I would teach my son to do. Hey, dumb dumb, look at all the apples falling off the tree over here on this side. Move no. over here. Well, and, and you know when you were you growing don't have up- enough energy and initiative to actually just move. Right. But when you're growing up and you're playing with your friends or your brother, your cousin, whatever, and we're, if they were doing something and they had an advantage, oh my God, that was cutthroat at that moment. It was like, you know, shoving them out of the way. Let me get in there and let me get some. This kid's an idiot. <laughs> He's just a downright idiot. 
but it gets better. So this is inequality. This, this is an attempt to demonstrate, to illustrate what inequality means. It's unequal access to opportunities. Okay. So what is the, what is, uh, what comes next? But, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wah, wah, I mean, wah. no, if you're going to say that there's unequal access, I'm not then, saying it. No, no, no. I'm saying if, if whoever's utilizing mm -hmm. this graphic, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. you need to put a fence here so that this other boy who's on this right side of the tree with no fruit does not have the ability to move their happy ass the six foot over to actually have equal access. Well, hold on. It gets better. No, he's just okay. an idiot. He, and, and, I, and hold that thought. Hold that, hold that thought that this kid is an idiot. So we've already established he's a, he's a moron. Okay. Let's, let's see the next, the next graphic. Now it's equality. Now the two boys have, are standing on the top of ladders. The ladders are the same height. The boy from the first side who's getting the apples. Now he's standing on the top. And of course he can just pick all the apples because all of the apples are on his side of the tree. The moron is still on the empty side of the tree and he's standing atop his adder like, what the F? How come I don't get any fruit? There's no fruit up here to pick. And of course, the graphic is equality, evenly distributed pools and assistance. Okay, so we've given them pools and evenly distributed, but he's still an idiot. He didn't this boy set up his an adult to go, no, dum dum, this side of the tree. Put the freaking ladder on the other side of the tree, you moron. But no, he's over here where there's no fruit. But we've achieved equality. Keep that in mind. We have achieved equality because they have equal size ladders. But notice things are still completely unfair. So then we come into the next phase of our social justice warrior battlefield, and that is equity. Custom tools that identify and address inequality. So now the moron oh. has a taller ladder. The idiot kid has a taller ladder. And of course, he only has access to three fruit. So in five seconds, he's going to be done. He's going to be like, what the F over? I don't have anything else. Because of course, he's a moron and he can't move his stupid ladder over to the other side. And then the final version is this one. We arrive at justice, fixing the system to offer equal access to both tools and opportunities. Look, they jacked up the tree. The tree... The tree that was bending over to the other kid is now supported by wood planks and, and a rope and two ropes on the other side so that it's no longer bent over. It's now standing straight upright. Somehow in our mode of seeking justice, we have, we have uh, grown more fruit on the other side magically by magic. See, things happen when you have good intentions. And the boys are back to having the same size ladders, but now they, because we've magically produced more apples on the tree and we straighten the tree, now both boys can pick apples to their heart's content. This is really interesting, actually. Really interesting. We, we've talked before about um, changing the definition of words and changing language. Mm -hmm. And I have never equated the word justice to, to have that come out and say, 
fixing the system, which is very, very, very telling to me. Justice, by definition, is blind to the individual. And if you are to fix the system, then you're implying that that is right. I mean, this is, this is absolutely profound if you look at it from a term of just pure um, English language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible. The, the, wow. the, thing that I, the thing that really strikes me is, is not just the use of the language, but I, I believe that this gets to the heart, which is to the heart of the issue in the difference between liberals and conservatives. Because this is a complete and total liberal ideology here. This is liberal ideology put to childlike graphics. And this, ex- this, this is a four-sequence picture outlining today's liberal ideology. Yes, yes. And, and what people need to recognize here, because this is very telling in the graphic, liberals see this idiot kid over here, and they recognize him as being an idiot. And so their entire attempt to have this kid eat a few apples at no point has anybody said, maybe we just need to teach him how to get apples on his own. Right. Right. What happened to the old idea of teaching a man to fish? Right. Instead it's let's just move every, move the environment around him. Let's change the environment, but keep him an idiot. Let's keep him as a complete and total idiot. And you know as well as I do that this whole situation, right? Because in essence, this is the this is the government coming in and supplying the ladders and the wood and the ropes to straighten out the tree. Let's keep people right. complete and total morons so they keep voting for us. But let's modify their environment so they get what they want, and therefore they're incentivized to keep voting for us. This is insanity. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, you're you are literally changing the world. I mean that the tree is is symbolic of uh, the entirety of existence right now. I mean, trees don't go straight. I don't care. I've been around a lot of trees. They grow in in accordance to their environment, whether it's seeking more sun or seeking out more water. Trees grow crooked. So you mean to tell me rather than take the effort to educate people on how to pick fruit, for crying out loud, using this as an example, <clears throat> that you actually pick fruit where the fruit's at you're going to literally change the world so that fruit grows where they're standing. Talk about creating an entire culture of dependent individuals with no ability to think or better Mm -hmm. themselves for themselves without somebody artificially doing it for them. Right. That's oppressive. Yes. It's designed to oppress. It is designed to keep the morons in their place because there's so many other options here. 
that would have cost less resources than buying all of these ladders and planks and reshaping the tree. You could have taught the kid to just walk to the other side of the tree. You could have taught the kid to climb the tree for crying out loud. You could have gone even further and taught the kid how to plant more trees to grow his own damn fruit. Yeah. But or nowhere you could have taught the kid to actually work with the other to shake the tree and then sure. collect all the apples off the ground and share them together. They would have gotten more of them. I mean, the, 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 the visual that's created here actually speaks a lot to what is fundamentally problem with our system and our society, excuse me, in creating dependent children. And, and I'm not saying children in the sake of age. I mean, children in the sake of um, maturity. We, right. we are a society of dependent kids on a proverbial father or, and mother or parents, if you will, to provide for our every need from bottle to grave. And believe me, if you create a society that has that dependency need, there will be a parental unit to come step right in take the oath of office and be the one to provide for you. Well, and that's where we're, that's where we're stuck, right? I mean, we are, we are in essence battling these, um, these people all the time. We're battling this kind of ideology um, and, and this type of, uh, this type of craziness um, rather than, rather than having faith that people can and will make decisions that are best for them um i don't right. know what exactly you're looking for but we're all looking at you looking for it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was looking for something else um i'm going to show you this one though this is um this just kind of goes it just kind of dovetails into that same um ideology this this leftist type of ideology this is a it, it's 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 corrupting the minds of 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 people now you know granted this next video i'm going to show you she's young this girl's young she's probably still in high school but yeah absolutely moronic i guess here let me let me just go ahead and play this one for you and then we'll talk about it all right wait i need to make sure i'm sharing my uh my sound i for, don't know if i turn it on turn on the sound yes i still have the sound on all right see we need a snurdly man we need a snurdly all right so let's give this one a whirl stop normalizing white people going tanning to the point where you can tell a difference like go ahead go out in the sun but purposely going and tanning to make your skin darker is literally blackface point blank period it's literally blackface and you literally blackface Bless her heart. <laughs> what the hell Literally. is happening to our kids, man? She's got hearts on her eye, on her cheeks. She's got bones. black hearts under her eyes and black lipstick on. This is but literally I'm clown to take face. Her seriously. <laughs> clown. We ought to tell her. Point. Stop. Period. That's clown face. Yeah. That's insulting. Wearing hearts on your cheeks with black lipstick is literally clown face. Full stop, period. Full stop, period. 
terrible. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with this kind of thing. I mean, it's people that people that think like this. So yeah, you know, I envision a world where people are just no longer morons like this. And that they We're can creating more morons. We're with and look at look at what you just showed with the giving tree. We're creating yeah. younger voting morons on purpose. But the, you know, the problem here, the problem here is this girl, I have to believe that she is capable of so much more than this. Oh, I absolutely. To, I, I absolutely have to believe that. she is. Yeah. But, but I, we don't want them to actually <laughs> increase in their knowledge base, increase in their maturity and actually go out and make something of themselves. It, when you really look at what we, well, we as do, a, a, yes, we do. You, you and, and I, I do. do. Um, but if you look at what our system and our, our, especially our system of government right now wants out of our young people, it's they want this. They want mm -hmm. people to be like this because these people are moldable, they are shapeable, and they are going to be continually and forever dependent on mm -hmm. somebody else to provide for their every friggin' need. Right. And, and she's, this is the, this is an example of, of, of indoctrination. I mean, this is, she's, I have no idea where she came up with, with the, this idea, but I don't believe she came up with it on her own. No, no, I, I don't, I don't think she came up with it. She's actually gone out there and expressed that to her and got her to buy into it Right again. If you look at it, everybody pushing the, the narrative idea, they are terrible, cheap suit car salesman right they will sell you a false bill of goods every time because they know you'll come back to them for more right right and and the this poor girl has no idea how how much she is hamstringing herself because of the ideology that she buys that she is bought into now, I, I do have hope. I do have hope that at some point in the far future, when she's probably 35 years of age, that she will wake up because you know what? We were all 17, 16 years of age, and we were all dumb. We were all morons at that. We're all morons at that age. There's not sure. a single human that I've met who claims to have been a genius at 16, 17, 18, 19 years, years old. We all admit no, we were. I know a lot morons. of people who really do think they were geniuses at the time, but in hindsight, but <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, you and I were absolute morons at that age. So I didn't think so. I thought I was well brilliant. Yeah, well, I I didn't think so either. But in hindsight, we look back on it and go, "Holy crap! How did I even survive?" I had very loving and forgiving parents. <laughs> That's how I survived. So, yeah. Well, but some people are absolutely incapable of shedding the uh, the the moron. Correct. They run for moniker. office. Well, some of them run for office, and then some of them come up with really bizarre recipes, like this one. This woman is spreading prego tomato sauce on her kitchen counter holy cow that's just right on the countertop yep um all directly my on the counter this smoke. is the easiest way is it to make spaghetti for a crowd 
and it's fun. Oh, God. It's all just right in front of you. You don't have to worry about dishes or a mess or anything like that. It's on your. You don't have to worry about a mess. She's creating a mess. She's pouring. This is the no, second. No, 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 no. To hell with all that. I don't care about the mess on her countertop. She can do whatever the hell she wants. What bothers me is what she just said is this is the best way to create spaghetti for a crowd. Big, big red flag to anybody going to a potluck or a spaghetti dinner cook-off for this lady because she literally just made your damn spaghetti on her countertop. You know what? I'm pretty good at cleaning my countertops, but I don't want to eat off of them. And I wouldn't do that to anyone else either. That's disgusting. All right. <laughs> so let let's uh, let's continue this, shall we? Countertop. Yeah, this is the this is how it works. But it's all over your counter. And then the next step is you need a meatball. Meatballs. Okay. <gasps> now she's pouring meatballs all over the oh sauce. God. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Right in line. Gosh. And you've done this before. Oh, yeah. We do this all the time. This is like, holy smokes. This is so way cool to feed a ton of people. What? That's feed. cool. No. Yeah. What happened to your friend going, wait, Go bitch, ahead. what? What are you doing? Don't do that. God. Fine. <laughs> yeah. You want everyone loves good cheesy. Oh spaghetti. my gosh! You want of to make course. sure that you're getting putting a whole right. a whole jar of Parmesan cheese. She had the she had the ragu sauce on the countertop, followed by all the meatballs, and now a big old jar of Parmesan cheese. Okay. okay. Yep. Wow. And then you take your noodles. Oh my gosh! And you just dump it. Yep. Be a little hot, so be careful. Sure. I just want to call out her t-shirt. says plant lady on it. So you just shake it out. Yep. Oh my gosh. And this is not, I don't think this is going to be enough noodles. Yeah. So you definitely want to make sure you have enough. Right. Um, because you don't want your guests to go hungry. I would never want my guests to go hungry. Okay, so pile them on up there. Wow. Just I don't want my guests to eat anything she wow. it's isn't that amazing no Ugh. what is wrong with people <laughs> i want to invite her over to dinner at my house i'm going to do the same thing Except uh, I don't have a really big countertop, so I'm going to use the bathroom floor. <laughs> How about that? Right in front of the toilet. Freaking gross, man. Um, there was another video, and I couldn't find it. It was uh, the I, I really wanted to find it again. Um, it was absolutely bizarre. Um, oh, I found it right here. Look at that. This is oh, awesome. goody. Oh, yeah. You will love this one. So, woman shares hat 
to make ice cream punch. Oh, God, God. no. No, 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 no. Manly right. bands can... We got to do the... Ba- we got to do the... Uh, the, the uh, hold on. I have to do the stupid ad first. Oh, I saw a picture of that. All right. This is going to make me sick. So, here she is. She's put ice in a toilet. Yeah, do it. Just pop that in. Now she's wow. putting sherbet ice cream Maybe into the toilet more. bowl. One more, Another please. big thing, a gallon, oh, two gallons now. So that looks great. It's going to be amazing, okay? You want all your sour candies in there. Perfect. Really These are like gummy. Yeah, it's great. And yep. then this. Oh, yep. you already emptied this yeah, part. Yeah, I emptied great. that part. Yeah, yep. let's do it. So some of- This toilet is hooked up. Means she uses this toilet. These in here. Uh huh. Okay. Oh right. my goodness. Yeah. And some more sour candies. Oh, so these are all, they just want to be sour stuff. Yeah. So then you're going to grab your punch. Uh huh. Okay. And you're just going to start loading up this tank back here. Obviously, Sprite. Yeah. Sprite. <laughs> She's now dumping all of the sprite and the punch and everything into <laughs> the tank <laughs> it's, it's about to vomit <laughs> there and the fanta oh wow yeah it's so colorful it's so nice it's really nice and then when you flush lots of lots of happens when you flush okay? oh well everything from the tank is going to go through into yep. the sherbet and the ice yep Okay, so one more of these. I got orange. I just want to make sure you fill that nice and full. So here we go. We can replace this. Okay. okay. Now watch this, okay? So we have all of that in there. That looks pretty good. That does look good. Yeah, great. that looks really okay. good. I'm going to get the cups ready. Mix that all around. Oh my gosh, that looks so good. Wow. I'm going to have one of these. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So okay. mix it up a little bit. And then when you, and then flush, you flush, and then we get to scoop it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's, I want to okay. make sure it's nice and mixed, okay? Okay. Really mix it in there. It's going to be great. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I think okay. people are going to like this. Yeah, they're going to love it. Okay. 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 And we're going to flush it. Should we? Should we? Oh, these poor, poor people. Are you good? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I want right, to see it. Do it. This, you know, it could overflow, so we're not really sure. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. So it starts. Oh, look, it is. It's filling up. Wow. It's filling up. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Okay. So now it's all mixed in. That's great. You can go ahead and just get that. And then they drank it. Oh, my good God. Oh, my good God, dude. I'm never going to another barbecue or to a potluck at anybody's house ever again. What people ha- what are actually ha- they do this i mean i what is becoming of our society we 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 need jesus that's all i can say we need jesus people who believe in jesus don't do this kind of shit we need big bowls honestly both of those food problems would be solved with two big bowls, I could help the poor lady making a spaghetti on the counter with a big bowl. I could help the poor lady making a punch in the toilet 
with a big bowl. What the hell? You just put in the bowl. Why? This, these are the people that will try to pick apples off the wrong side of the tree. What the shit, man? You can get big bowls at the dollar store. You don't even have to spend a lot of money. Oh. Hell, I'll get a bucket for crying out loud. I mean, you can Better go to the toilet depot and and little everything you need and get a bucket to carry it out in. I mean, for crying out loud. Get one of those, the big Gatorade jugs, you know, that they use like on the sidelines at football games to put all the, fill up all the Gatorade. Yes, a water cooler. <laughs> I mean, good God. <laughs> you, for, the, for those who couldn't see, Jason was literally dry. <laughs> oh, so, so gross, man. Oh, God. I thought making spaghetti on the counter was bad, but you're going to make a punch, a liquid drink that you're going to do with ice cream and gummy worms and all that crap, and you're mixing it in the toilet bowl because you can't find a punch bowl or a cooler or a bucket or shit. I'd rather you could take a garden pot and do something better with that than the toilet. You put that man. God. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And with no, that, you could have taken an immediate right face and done it in the bathtub. And I would have <laughs> taken that over the toilet. Ugh. A bathtub still would have been nasty. I still don't think I would have. It would have been nasty. Yes. <laughs> but it's not the toilet. <laughs> Hell, even the sink at that matter. This, yeah. There's got to be a, the sink's got to be of a decent size. You could have done it in the sink. Right. Help mix it in the washing machine for all I care, but not the toilet. Good God. Ugh. All right. Well, and with that, I think we're going to bring this episode to a close. Oh, thank you for that. That was a, that was high inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, Lord. We really talked about absolutely nothing today. We just kind of vented over stupid crap that we see in the media. We did. So there we you did. go. So there you go. And so, honestly, I give as much credibility and credence to all of those TikTok videos as I do as what's coming on TV on CNN or MSNBC. So, you know, one of the things that I just shocked to the brain that I just remembered that I've been wanting to mention for some time, just as a quick sidebar. Um, you know, we always talk on this show about making good choices. And we also really look at things from the perspective of men and how to, how to become a better man in general, right? If you haven't watched the show, I would highly encourage you to watch the show Chicago Fire. Have you seen that show, Chicago Fire? Um, it's, it's I know of this show. Okay. But, I, it's, but I don't, I haven't watched it. It's a drama. It's set in Chicago and it 
talks about the, it follows the stories of, of a group of firefighters in um, company number 51 in downtown Chicago and all of the different harrowing events that they get in. You know, it's, it's a drama. It's all written for show. But there are, there's one particular character. There's two really good, good guys on there, but there's one, there's one individual, there's one man on the show. Um, he is, every time I watch the show and he's in some kind of very uh, precarious situation where it's an ethical dilemma, the character is written so well that he always does what's right. And we'd see very little of that type of masculinity represented in media today. And I would encourage anybody, watch the show. It's a great show. It, it's a really good show. I think I'm on season five now, and I think there are like seven or eight seasons. Um, most of the men in the show are really great. The, the way that they're written, the way the characters are. I'm just talking about the characters. I have no idea about them in real life. But the characters themselves are good, decent, honorable men that any man would want to look up to. Yeah, I think it kind of comes with the territory with them being firefighters and everything, but they go above and beyond to be just good, honorable men. And I love that show so much because of the positive masculinity that it portrays, but particularly um, in, the, in, the main, um, in one of the main characters, his name is Matt in the show. Um, so anyway, I encourage you to check it out because um, yeah, I think you'd probably really love it. I will probably like you know, and, and making, I was actually talking with a coworker about, especially with ethical dilemmas, making the right choice and not knowing what the right thing to do is. And, you know, I actually said something to him. I said, you know, usually if, if the decision you're faced with, if the, the path is easy, very rarely is that ever the right thing to do. Very usually rarely, yeah. the right thing to do is always the hardest correct but that's what's going to get you gratification and going to develop you as an individual is by taking that harder path because mm -hmm. it's usually the right one and that's what i love about the character matt in the show is he takes all of the hard paths because he knows it's the right it's the right path to take and when you're watching the show you as the viewer you see the the moral dilemma in the show you see the decision that he has to make and one is one side is a bad choice and the other side is a good choice and you're rooting for him and lo and behold he does the right thing and and there's a reason for it and it's not it doesn't feel forced and i think there just needs to be more characters like that more masculine characters that are good ethical moral upstanding men in their community um because I think more more men need examples of like that in media. So, yep, yep, we right. do. We do. Well, that's it for this show. That's going to be it for this one. Um, remember, everybody, we are on Facebook, YouTube. We are pretty much everywhere where you can get podcasts. So subscribe, listen, send us feedback. We're on Twitter. We're on Parlor. Um, send us email contact at fusionunderground.net. You can find all of our stuff and links to all of the stuff where we can be found off of our main website, fusionunderground.net. So for Jason Moret, I'm Manuel Ramirez, and you've been listening to the Fusion Underground. Have a good night. Peace, we're late.